ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, TerraMaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. TPR Stabilizer, a leader in steering dampener technology, brings you the new Q5 Sport ATV damper with better control and handling with an upgraded vane and seal system. Go check it out today, www.gprstabilizers.com or call 619-661-0101. Don't forget to tell them ATV Talk Sandy. How long 
long before you'll be able to get back on the machine to start training? I mean, I don't know, you know, I mean, I haven't even pulled, like, I just, I've taken this thing out of the swing, like, sometimes the shower's over, so, not too sure yet, uh, on Monday, I'm going to be doing some range of motion stuff, getting a little bit, and get the skin set up, and, uh, the skin comes off on Christmas, so, uh, the skin comes off, I'll be, you know, like, basically just, you know, we're going to look, it's going to be, it's going to be, like, it's going to be, probably, like, in February, not to sound any bad, is that why your dad is so far away from you? Is because of the shower issue? I mean, I took one before I came here, but I've been out here all day, so. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I say work. Then we're going to thank you so much. I'm going to turn it over to Chris. Well, then, you have to take much work off when you got injured. No, luckily I worked with Escom, so I didn't miss anything. But you, you, you have one of the. A very interesting job working for NASCO. You know, a lot of our ATV drivers are starting to come on board and start to run. And uh, you start to help a lot of people out. Yeah, it's super rad to be involved with the community, you know. Um, yeah, you work for NASCO. It's like, it's like, Now, with all of our partners and sponsors, um, we, we've got 
Did you notice anything on the on the track today when you were out there practicing that's going to give you an advantage tomorrow? Um, nothing super big. Um, other than Doug Rose got my rear shock really well. Uh, that was in a small season um, for some of the big stuff. So I kind of just pulled over it. You know, even the wider rider was having some issues with uh, the heavy spring. But, uh, yeah, other than that, just. Have you got to see the K rails? Yeah, we walked them last night. Uh, they're pretty hairy, but uh, I don't know what my final decision will be for. That's, that's pretty good. I, I know that one of the guys has got to ride them, and he put post some video of it. It's pretty gnarly. We're going to talk to him in a minute. But I'm going to turn it over to Chris. Katie <laughs> Wilson, CNN. Coming off your program championship and workshop at the World Group World Class last year. Taking on the challenge of joining our four ranks this year, it's a big step, one more than people really realize, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is a huge speed change. Um, last year, obviously, uh, it wasn't, the pace of program wasn't exactly where it is, unfortunately, this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a big change in, in setup, in program, training. But in, on top of that, you know, we're talking about your brother about long drives. You guys, some of your drives are 24, 26 hours. And then you come here, and I've got you set up. It takes you hours to get your week set up. But then you're busting, busting tail, cleaning tonight. Do you really find enough time to be able to work on your week and keep going in the right direction? Yeah, um, on a usual weekend, we sleep, I don't know, 150 tires on the weekend. So with riding in, it's pretty tough to find a spot for fun bikes. Normally I'm doing it at 10 30 at night uh, and then get the bed bike as well. But, uh, it's got to make for a long day, but uh, it's all pretty Five years ago, did you think you'd be sitting right here tonight? Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Very official. Best luck, man. Thanks, Leonard. Let's elaborate on that question. At the end of last year, when you decided to go pro, did you think you'd be in a press conference in the number four seat at the final round of the year? No, I wouldn't have thought of it. No? Not at all? No, I didn't, I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't want to put a standard above me that, would, that I would basically need to fail myself. But um, I figured I'd be a top 10 guy. Um, That's awesome. Congratulations on where you are so far, and good luck tomorrow. Let's turn it over to Travis. Travis Cannon, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good, good. Thank you so much for coming out and spending some time with ATV Talk. Hey, I have to ask you, what is going on between your ears to hit those K rails like that? That's just insane. Well, uh, I had to practice it for the bikes, so I was out there practicing. I got them down maybe 20 times clean on my bike, so I was like, the next day after work, I brought the one out there and gave it a try. Is there, did, did you have any problems the first few times? Did you fall down? Did you crash? I kind of hit it slow, but the front tire came to the top to kind of feel how, uh, how steep it was going to be, the shorter wheelbase and a little bit more weight. But, um, I mean, you just had to get a lot more 
aggressive than on the bike and try to get those tires and walk up the gear so I'm not smashed my finger every time I go over And then you, you have the similar technique on both machines. Yeah, yeah, uh, both machines not similar, but like I said again, like through the double clutch before the K-Rail, I just got really bouncing the front tires off it to keep my momentum going up the K-Rail and so I can jump off it instead of slamming the frame and catching the, uh, the leakage and everything. Do you think that it's going to be a clear-cut advantage tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I definitely uh, believe in being prepared for anything. So if I know K-Rails are going to be in it, I'll definitely train in those a little bit more than the sandbooks because I ride sandbooks a lot more than K-Rails. So I focused on that a little bit to uh, grab that little bit of edge. Maybe other people wouldn't be practicing K-Rails like I was. So do you, think, do you think that showing the videos with the ATV means that you're in a points battle? Uh, was giving away some, some tips? Uh, I mean, if people can learn from it, that's great. Um, I've just seen or heard, like, getting over here on the wall and you got to hit the frame, and I'm worried about that because it's pretty close to the engine and all that stuff. I don't want to damage the bike, and, and the quads, they don't quite stay together like the bikes do. So I wanted to try to see if I can make that work and salvage, salvage the bikes so I can really slam everything and get some good laps on well, the only other guy at the work series that I remember going over K-Rails consistently was TPQ, and he would smash the bottom of the frame on that and, and pivot on the top of the K-Rail with his frame and then off the other side. Yeah, I, I definitely learned that technique in case I started getting a little tired towards the end. Because uh, I might be a little sped to the that race already put in. Uh, why? I got to race the two-hour pro bike race right before it. Yeah, haven't you trained for that one yet? I mean, usually just for two hours, not, not three and a half. You, you knew this was coming. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to wing it. Uh, not afraid of hard work. Um, you can check out my behind the scenes with the, on the works YouTube and see what I do week to week. And I'm tired every day, so it's not really too different. Well, Chris and I were talking about it, and we see Instagram posts with you out of framing houses early in the morning, and then you're out training on the bike later in the afternoon. So I don't think that it's going to be any different than any other work day for you. Yeah, it, it, it should be a good time for sure. And, uh, I got a little bit of a cushion on the points on the bike, so I can kind of calm down at the end of the race and try to catch my breath before I get back on the quad. And I think Gilbert is going to uh, give me an ID between the races, so that should help too. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you planning on changing anything that you do in your programs for next year? Uh, no, I'm, I'm staying pretty consistent. I got I got some good support behind me, and uh, I got some good guys helping me out. And I mean, I'm just going to kind of do whatever I can do and, and see if I can uh, get done tomorrow or tomorrow next year. That's awesome. Uh, we really appreciate you coming out to ATV Talk. I'm going to turn it over to Chris. Thanks, sir. Yeah, Travis, uh, you and I go back a handful of the way back your amateur days. Actually, people might not know that he actually got second in the Cootie a handful of years at Game Dirt. And uh, that was a big step up for you at that particular time. But what gave you the wild idea to jump on a four wheel and start racing in the pro class? You race some pro bikes, and you think, here's this little challenge. You jumped out there, you did pretty good, but I don't forget. Oh, it was this guy sitting next to me. He was, uh, we were talking to him in the pits. My buddy Dave and I were in the hooker car watching the water race. Like, dude, these guys are actually kind of hard because I've never really paid attention to it. Just did the bike weekend and I come home and start training again. So we were watching them and we watched Logan Watt and the Hebrews were just like in awe. Like, it was crazy. Dave was racing at that time, wasn't he? He was. Dave? Uh, no, 
so Dave, me and Dave, um, he actually got Andy from the race quad, and we we're kind of like all switch back and forth on the quad and give it a try and see how it is. Kind of jumped around like a little see if we're good and uh, get some more, get some more quads out there from class two because they were, uh, I mean, they broke down, but it's we'll see if we're on. They, they didn't quite have the entries, but the mics did, so we wanted to help it grow a little bit. And, uh, I mean, first race off the gate, I ended up battling Logan and getting on the podium with everybody. I mean, it was a blast, and I, I definitely fell in love with the four wheels. Now, many of your uh, bike constituents, they ask you, what the heck you do to race in the quad? I just tell them I'm having fun here. And that's just all about well servicing because it's not. Yeah. Travis, best of luck this weekend, and always good to see you, man. Thank you, I appreciate it. Excellent. Thank you very much, Travis. And, and make sure that you uh, ride hard tomorrow and save a little bit for that ATV race because I think Katie's coming. I, I can see a little fire burning. Yeah, I That's good. Let's let's talk to Mike Sloan. Right. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing, Good, good. And good to see you here. Smoke to be here. That's awesome. You got to go run uh, practice today. Did you come up with anything that, that's going to give you a leg up on the East Coast guys? Um, so, like, no bullet, you know, these headshots and the best setup. So, I've gone this since here, so I know it's raining a lot. And, yeah, this, the machine setup today was awesome. Shout out to the world, world design. That's awesome. Okay. What did you think about Josh Merritt watching videos of you on Instagram as he's coming out here to prep? That's awesome. Like, you guys are from the East Coast. Super fast guys out there. For them to come out here and for him to see that, like, that's awesome. And look, you do post a lot of videos on, on Instagram, and most everybody catches them. But for a guy that's going to come and race against you, to use that as a, as a learning tool, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, like, I watch a lot of their stuff, too. And so I, I see what they're doing. And that's awesome. You're pretty much secure in your points position for number two. You don't have anything to really worry about. And, 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 and there's a gap between you and Bo as well. Is there anything special that you're going to try to do tomorrow to to get yourself set up for next year? For sure. Like, your last race is before. So I was going to do good, but. I feel like coming to this year, I have a little bit better setup and being you know, confident in myself and how I felt today. You, you had a good training session before you came out to this race? Yeah. It's not, not too much riding there, right at all. So it's hard to, I'm basically riding the races, but I'm going for it each time. Well, that's true. Is there something else that you do in your training program to get ready that, instead of riding? Just a lot of riding, a lot of training, and I'm not prepared for it. Nothing, nothing super special. Nothing super special. Can't let out all the secrets. <laughs> there you go. That's pretty good. You got anything special coming next year? Any changes in your program? Um, I feel like we're, we're pretty solid with set up and you never know things can change and for the most part I like to keep the same group of people that are helping me and take me through a whole other level. That's that's good. I'm gonna turn it over to Chris. 
that first year and asked you if you had a chance to practice at all. Now, you live in Southern Arizona now, right? Yeah. Down by that guy? Yeah, that would be So, you ever get a chance to go out there and go out at ACP? Um, not too much. The tracks out there, they don't really allow quads. Like, it's right, Kane, but I probably ride the desert out there a lot. A lot of training out there, too. You, you, live, you, live, you grew up in Northern Arizona, though, right? Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that was... There's a lot of great riding out there. Yeah. Every day after school, so I would rather be riding than be a skiing, so that's how, that's what my love for the team is coming for. But yeah, just ride every day after school until sundown, and then just do it again every single day during the training, too. How old were you when you started racing? I was about, like, 11. Yeah, probably 18, but yeah. In 2006, that's when I started. I think Bud kind of got scared, you know, that I 
was going to wreck one of his babies. <laughs> also, at the same time, uh, you know, like, you know, these guys made an effort to come out basically, right? The guys from the East Coast. So I just, you know, I really need to rebuild my bike, but I was just like, oh, this is running. So, you can race, it's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you, did, how did you like the track today in practice? It was good. It was it was trippy because normally here you know with all the dirt bike breaking bumps, all the square edge stuff. Like normally it's deeper cuts and uh, they're a lot smoother. And then you have a little bit on the exit and a little bit entering the corner, and they're and they're mostly square. But with the dirt bikes, they're breaking here and they're breaking there and everything. So like everything's kind of offset. So the suspension's not working in tune to where it normally would have been. So did you have to work with them to change the setup slightly? No, I'm pretty much like where, where I'm at on that. Like, I don't like making a change right before a race. You know, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty old school as far as like coming up with a setup for the weekend. Like, I'll change clickers, but my clickers are pretty much all the way out. So, like, coming into these corners and stuff, I was like, oh, it'd be nice if the back end would stay down a little bit more, you know, like, like soften up the rear and let it eat it. But I always try to leave my clickers all the way open. So, it's like full flow and my shocks don't get soft. of the videos with Travis and the K-Rails. Yeah, dude, I, I, I took a good job. That's great. Are you going to hit the K-Rail or are you going to do the cheater lap? No, I don't know. Tomorrow I'll try it once with fam. Go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, what do you think of the K-Rail in the, in the course like that? Is it a good obstacle or, or is it a little over the top? Yeah, I mean, we could have better obstacles. If it's a K-Rail, it's K-Rail. Everybody's got to get you know, everybody's got their opportunity to go over. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I forgot to ask Mike that question about the K-Rail. But I, I always watch those videos, and I just worry about the damage done to the machine. Yeah. Yeah, Gene's a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard. <laughs> it's a last round. Exactly, exactly. You could, you could break a bike in half. Yeah. Anything special that we're going to look for tomorrow from you? Yeah, I'm just keeping that front half and the rear half of that bike together. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy Hour with Bo Barrett. I'm going to turn it over to Chris. Thanks, sir. Hey, Bo, for last weekend now, doing side-by-sides. And of course, making play in both rounds. That was, that was awesome. Great performance. Except for that Saturday. Man, they, they smoked it in those scores. But, for, for the big course, though, like, well, no, he, he agrees with me. We're not ready to do But on the big course for Sunday, compared to the big course this weekend, what's the biggest difference you see? Uh, they changed up a bunch of, bunch of like, little corners. It flowed a lot better this weekend versus last week, especially with the side by sides because they're so much bigger. But on the back straightaway, they put in like some wall, like a dirt wall on a straightaway. <laughs> kind of odd, but you know, it kept us from topping out on that straightaway, so I didn't have to switch sprocket. I liked it. <laughs> now, racing your 30 plus A class today and then jumping on with the quad afterwards, what's the biggest difference you see? 
work today compared to the bike? Um, well, I got on my quad afterwards to go practice. Right. So, like, it's not that big a deal for me to switch back and forth. I've been doing it for so long. Like, yesterday we were out there uh, doing some wheelies for Instagram, and uh, Travis is like, hey, let me go over here and run out of mouth. Okay. You know? And, like, you'll get it though. You know what I mean? It, it's just kind of such a second nature. It's not, it's not that big a deal anymore. I've been doing it for a long time. So. Big program, me, you are the champ by time, but you know, all these guys look up to you. We gotta keep you rolling, man, because you're doing a good job still. Yeah, it's really fun for me to race quads. For some reason, I've come to take it to walk in front of me now. Like, for some reason, I just line up and I keep doing it. I don't know, it's just, I think the, the, the family of ATV racers is hard to beat. Yes, it is. And you're a big part of that family. And like so many champions of the past, you've set a goal for the rest of the guys that are racing with you. And we appreciate everything that you bring to the sport. I know you bring an amazing family with you. And you're always mentoring your competitors. And we appreciate that, love. So good luck tomorrow. And thank you for spending some time with ATV Talk. And uh, do us proud. All, all five of you guys, these are the fastest gentlemen on the West Coast. These five guys right here, they're amazing. Make sure you give them their accolades, and thank you very much for showing up. Hey, I just want to shout out to the East Coast guys. Thank you for coming. You know, like, it's going to add it's gonna add a bunch to our program, just having you guys here. And, and I really thank you guys for making, making the trip. I mean, it's, it's cool, you know, like... I don't know. I don't know what to say exactly, but I, I appreciate it. Well, we, we appreciate him coming as well. And ATV Talk thanks everybody involved with allowing us to do this. We really have to shout out Randy Perry and the Works Association. Chris, thank you very much for spending the time in the evening with us. Valeria, thank you for putting it all together behind the scenes. And ATV Talk wants to promote the ATV industry. And guys, put on a hell of a race tomorrow. Be safe. Shiny side up. And, and let's go have some fun. World Off-Road Championship, not the shadow. Hey, bro, you'll get your turn. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are you? And thank you for coming from to, to the Works World Off-Road Championship Series. I know it was a long drive. ATP Talk welcomes you. Works welcomes you. And the family here welcomes you. Mark, how are you, sir? Will you pronounce your last name? Because I'm horrible. Mark Notman. You're the mechanic for Hunter Hart and Walter Fowler. Yes, and also Johnny Gallagher. Johnny Gallagher should work on his own back there, right? Well, we'll get to Johnny in a minute. How was the trip out for you? Uh, it was pretty good. I actually flew out uh, Thursday night, so it's only about a five hour trip. Championship environment so far. I know it's nothing like back east. Give us your your tip. There's no trees out here. Uh, no, you're in the desert. <laughs> Did you have 
any issues with any of the different style of terrain with your cross-country setups versus the way we're running the desert in the off-road? Uh, Johnny and Josh actually uh, checked the setup, you know, water bikes and water with and uh, kept their tires under here to fit all together all that, so it's really his uh, cross-country setup tomorrow. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how he does on that compared to everybody else. Do you see any problems with running the, the narrow? I don't think so. I mean, uh, I would say the only downside would be the shock lights, you know, for cross country. So it's like we talk about the travel the other guys have. Uh, see how, how much of a man he is. Well, if he doesn't talk to him fully fine, he'll be okay, I'm sure. And, and you know, a, a big congratulations goes out to you because Walker Fowler won the championship and the gentleman next to you was number two. And that's a pretty big feat in a professional race. So congratulations on an amazing year. Thank you, Leonard. Yeah, it's uh, definitely, definitely cool. Uh, you know, the first, uh, I think it was round two this year in Florida, you know, Walker Well, you know that's near and dear to my heart because I'm a race mechanic as well, and I go bikes, and I just love to hear good stories like that. So congratulations, and I hope you have a good day tomorrow, and thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, come check this out. It's the first time I've been out west. You know, I'm from California, blah, blah, but uh, drive around the area. You know, it's a pretty cool experience. So thanks for having us out. Look forward to coming back again. What do you got for him, Chris? <laughs> we'll play the channel for you guys now. Where guys are you all you from? Um, Johnny and Josh both from Northern East Ohio, and then Hunter here is from Northern West, Northern East. Now, is that all all three of them GCC? Yes. Yes. Any other series that you guys run besides GCC? Uh, Hunter runs a little bit. There's a New York series up there. Uh, it's called the Nio. He does that. Um, Johnny, Josh, Neighbor series, CRAs. There's a couple of series around the country. I'm just going to love them. We're here on the week. I'll be off. How long have you been with you, Mark? Uh, I've been around since the week. My last year, uh, I was actually a GCC pro. Before I picked up the branches and started working for Walker. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to do this tonight. And I'm going to play until it's off. Let's get a win amongst these guys tomorrow. Your forecast. You're forecast. Forecast. I'm going to say, Johnny, no offense. <laughs> I'd say it's going to be between Hunter and uh, Josh down there. Josh has the one that's set up, so it's nothing to play in his favor. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. It'll be fun to watch. Go play, Mark. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Let's hand it over to Josh. Josh Merritt, welcome. I'll see you here. Well, that's good. It's good to meet you. We had a great, we had a great time on the podcast talking about your ten-hour uh, win, which was the Hartley Challenge, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, me and Hunter and John Lott Jr. all went out there, and we actually raced against Mark and Johnny, Kenny, and who's there? Oh, it's Mark. Oh, yeah, Mark Rich and So uh, we're battling buddies, and now we're out here taking on the West.
That's awesome. Did you, did you, were you intimidated by the course at all or change, the change of setup? Uh, the change of setup was definitely a little in my mind. And uh, just because we're used to that skinnier setup for once. But our last GNCC was Ironman, which is the fastest race of the year. Um, just kind of going from that race to here, I think the transition is very similar. I just have to get used to, I'm um, going to be able to corner a lot faster, pivot a little bit better with this wider setup. Did you notice anything out there? Did you get to get run with any of the West Coast guys to, to notice anything? You know, I didn't get to ride with any of the West Coast guys. I uh, went almost last off the our practice start and uh, I kind of wish I would have seen some of the guys out there, but you know, they didn't see me, so now it's a surprise for both of us. So if, if you had to predict who's going to win tomorrow, who's going to be? And I'm just telling you guys, I'm talking about all of them. Well, so I raced Bo against over in France. I know he's quick, he's got a good setup. Obviously, he's been doing this for probably, what, 40 years? <laughs> he's almost 100. So, he obviously is the man to beat. And uh, Sloan, I know, also, actually didn't get to see him today, but I, was, I know he's quick. I watched his YouTube videos before he drove out here. And uh, I think. We're gonna go one. They're gonna go maybe one two, and hopefully we can just battle for a podium. I don't know. Maybe we won't surprise them and take them off. But. All right, well that's good. What do you got for it, Chris? Josh, uh, you talked about doing the Ironman. Now that's a huge event. We've never heard about it out here. How'd you finish? I ended up fifth overall for the two hour race. Excellent, excellent. Now, are you going on the longer races or the shorter races? Well, so I have a little bit of background to all motocross. I did a couple HB motocrosses, and then uh, obviously I went over to France. So I have a little bit of speed behind me, but it does take me about, I would say, an hour for me to get warmed up normally, like at a GNCC. So I think if I get a good warm up going into tomorrow, maybe go for a little jog before the start, uh, I could come out swinging. Good starts of your period, man. So important. Uh, what bike do you ride? I'm riding a Yamaha 450, built by Leonardo Sports. Very cool. Josh, nice talking with you. Back Leonard. Josh, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome stuff. I didn't realize that you had spent so much time doing other things. If I had known that, I might have asked a couple different questions. You, Ironman, you said, is the fastest cross country race. Did the speeds match here, or are they faster here than Ironman? I think the Ironman will be equal to probably here because it's a little bit more smoother. Um, I don't know about the trophy truck straightaway that we had today for practice, but I heard the K-Rail is going to cut that off a little bit. So Ironman straightaways, man, we're going across corn fields that are 200 yards long in some sections. So speeds are similar, but... Um, are, are you... yards long and are you worried? Are you worried about the K rail? No, because I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man! Well, at least you let the cat out of the bag early. Let's give it up to Hunter. Hunter Hard, thank you very much for coming. It's a real honor to meet you, sir. Yeah, thank you for having us on. It's awesome to be out here. It's uh, exciting. You know why I passed the old guy, right? I'm not sure. No. We talk so slow, we had to go <laughs> speed it up a little bit, get everybody excited, and then we'll bring it down to 
What are you about? Sounds good. What do you think about running the narrow setup out in the desert today? I mean, it's one of those things where you don't know any better, so I've never run the West Coast setup, so it just kind of felt like a whole, you know, just one of the faster, faster tracks, and I was like, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, it's, it's going to be a disadvantage, and I was like, yeah, that's not that bad, and I was, not, I was joking with these guys, I was like, you know, Bo's going to come out, and I'm going to grab the whole shot tomorrow, that's a joke from Matt East, because terrible starts, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's going to go past me, and he's going to be like, this is so narrow, I'm going to be able to go everywhere, because he's going to be used to passing those 50 inch bikes, and we'll be out there on like 46 and a half. <laughs> so, so you're predicting that you're going to lead tomorrow? Uh, I mean, it, I, I'm hot or cold. You know, we're either getting the whole shot or we're dead last. There's no middle ground. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. There's, no, there's absolutely no middle ground. Let me ask you, what did your sponsors think about you coming out and racing on the West Coast? Uh, they were pumped. They were super pumped on it. You know, uh, it's it's just me. So it always looks good being able to have an extra little bit of cream on the top, cream on the top to make it look good. And I'm excited. I think it'll be super sweet out here. Being that you're one of the top GNCC racers in the country, and Joel Hetrick came out and hurt us a little. Uh, what do you think that that means for the GNCC? Is that added pressure for you? I mean, there's there's nothing on the line here, and uh, it's just gonna be a big big fun race. Honestly, and, and usually I was just joking with Mark too when we were asking Josh about where he kind of his strengths are, and, and we've got some serious strengths. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a sprinter. That's that's one of the things is when it comes down to it, we'll, we'll throw some gears down. And, and I'm excited to, to basically let my legs stretch a little bit tomorrow and go in the sand. I spent a lot of time in Florida, and Florida's super like this as well. Uh, I don't know if any of them have ever been to crew, but it's basically 2,600 acres of sand that I this table, and that's where I spend all winter. So it's good, you know, the setup's pretty close, Mark, Mark helped me out, yeah, got it dialed in pretty well, so we're, we're ready to go. That's awesome. I'm going to turn it over to Chris. Hunter, really nice meeting you as well, and congratulations for taking the chance to come out to play with us. Now, what, how long has this been in the plans for you guys to come out and play with us? So I, I jokingly was like, yeah, I'm going to do a work series. I, I looked at the schedule of paper and I was like, I'm sure that we're not one. And then it ended up learning that this was the last one of the year. And, and I was committed to come probably mid-summer. I was committed. I didn't really tell anybody. And then three, four weeks ago, I called Josh. I was like, Josh, I'm going to do a work series. He was like, yeah, I'll go. I was like, all right, I'll pick you up. And um, it ended up, our trip here was 36 hours, I think. It was 2,400 miles from Brim to my house in New York is, is the distance. Well, which part of New York do you live? Upstate. So I'm, I'm about four hours north of the city. I live basically out in the middle of nowhere. You know, closest town is 20 minutes. I ride my ATV down the highway, and, you know, nobody ever really says anything. I've got a couple of work assignments in New York. What, uh, what part of it? Uh, I work memo point out of Chicago. Okay. Yeah, we do a there. I work Indian point out of Poughkeepsie. Uh, okay. Anyway, there's interesting, definitely. Yeah, it's different. And, and, and on top of that, so the last how many years have you been pro? Uh, I my first year of pro was 2019. So I've ridden since I was two years old. I'm, I'm 21 now. I've raced GNCC since I was. Nine years old, and basically I've just come up through the ranks, and now we're number two, which is pretty sweet. That's fine, man. Hey, thanks for joining us. Thank you. No, thank you, guys. Hey, I got one question. I, we raced a race in Oceana. You know where that is? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's up by Syracuse, right? I don't know. I'm asking you. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we had a big race back there, back when we were racing 250 hours. Johnny, you should remember, he was around then. 
He's been around so long. I think he remembers the creation of four wheels. All right. <laughs> so I've been alive for 21 years. Johnny's been racing GTC Pro for 26, 27 now. Wow. So that's, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? So what do you do when you get behind it? Johnny usually is pretty cool. He lets me ride by. <laughs> I don't think he lets you do anything. Unless it's money. Let's turn it over to Johnny. Thank you. Johnny Gallagher, thank you so much, buddy. I know that uh, it's past your bedtime. We are getting up in years. But thanks again for spending some time with us. And uh, thank you very much for wearing your GBC gear. I really appreciate that as well. Thanks for having us out. It's great to be here. Um, always enjoy coming out here and racing. Uh, I've been able to do as much as I'd like lately, but we've been able to hit atmosphere earlier this year and then race this one this weekend. So uh, worked out with our schedule. It was, it's great to be here. Thanks for having us. How did you do in the last GNCC? Oh, man, Ironman was a rough one for me. Um, I think I ended up 15 or something like that. It was uh, just couldn't couldn't do anything right all day. Uh, a struggle. It was uh, it was just one of those days that it should have been my track. It was fast. It was rough. And um, just, I don't know, wasn't feeling it all day. I don't know if we missed on, you know, the, the setup a little bit or what it was, but I, I struggled all day long. And, uh, just made bad moves, bad decisions, and just uh, kind of had to fight even to stay you know, the top four. It was rough. Wow. That's uncharacteristic for you. Yeah, it is. Uh, I don't think there's been too many races uh, in the last 27 years that I've, I've struggled that bad. So, um, But they all build character, and uh, I'm at a little different point in my career, obviously, right now. Like, you know, these guys, I, you know, it's kind of funny. You hear you keep asking the question, how are they going to do? And, and i got to be honest, like, you know, Bo's going to come up here and talk a little bit. You know, back in the day, I think there was a lot of kind um, of East Coast, West Coast thing. And, you know, the GNCC guys were all those guys are nothing out there. And obviously, Chris Borch came out and won the first race he came out to. And so that kind of set a precedent, we thought. And then uh, Chris and I came to the ski, and I think it was 2009. Um, Bo actually had some issues. He was racing for a championship and broke. But, like, Josh Frederick and all those guys, just Dustin Nelson, uh, he finished second at the end lap. Um, and it was, we were teammates on Yamaha at the time. It was like a huge eye opener um, in that obviously these guys are from what they do. Um, now, Josh Redder and a few other came back to GNCC and got back there as well and didn't fare nearly as well. But it's it just shows how, you know, over the years that guys really honed their craft and what they do. And these guys are phenomenal athletes. This is what they do. This is their jam. They, you know, the tracks are set up, everything's dialed into a T. You know, for us to come out and, and try to compete, like, they didn't come out here just to hang out. Like, obviously, we're going to try to do well, but at the same time, you know, I, I can't speak for these two, but I can tell for myself, like, out of any delusions or unrealistic expectations, like, I hope to be able to fight for a top five. Um, if I had a really good day, I think I'd have seven to have a suit. Um, and I feel like, like, set up wise, a little better prepared for this one. But, uh, yeah, these guys are tough and nothing but respect for sure. Like, not here to try to make statements or anything like that. It's about having fun. I love racing. I love racing. Um, yeah, just looking forward to tomorrow. That's awesome. Did you like the track? Uh, yeah, honestly, I have to say this is way different than what I was expecting. Um, I was here last around this time last year for the final works side-by-side round, just watching um, with Corey Ellis from GBC. And um, I, we didn't go out and look at the off-road stuff, so I thought it was going to be all sugar sand. Um, so it was definitely where we went out for practice. It was an eye-opener. I, I raced uh, El Sor GP back in the day, and that's probably the closest thing that I can 
I had to bring one of the big trailer GDC trailers back in the West to get rewrapped and had her own practice wipe with me just to do some odd Coriolis lives in St. Hollow or St. George uh, right there by St. Hollow so Jared McClure actually drove out with his girlfriend Kate Osborne racing the women's class here and uh, we were just at Corey's having a few bizarre beverages in the hot tub one night and he's like hey we should race at work so have a seat and I was like no it's a terrible idea like haven't been riding for months and you know and it was our middle of our off season um, yeah it just kind of came I got goaded into it basically so but I had a blast and uh, kind of wanted to come back and, and do it again so I've known since then that I was going to try to do another um, actually really wanted to hit that Idaho round I uh, felt like that would be a little closer to what we're used to, but just didn't work out time-wise. I believe it was either on a GNCC weekend or between two, I don't recall. But, um, so this was the one that made, obviously, since actually we were going to do uh, Mesquite, but Mark got married that weekend, so um, oh, all three of us were at the wedding, and uh, so we didn't do that. But yeah, no, um, Hunter, I think we talked about it in one of the last GNCCs maybe a few months ago, um, and I thought he was joking. He was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the Chase. Like, can I go? And I was like, I can't stop you from going. I can take your bike out because uh, I was driving, like I said, one of the trucks and trailers out. And, uh, so, yeah, I've known for a couple months. And Josh was kind of actually, I think it all kind of get, came together officially at Mark's wedding three weeks ago. Josh was um, a little inebriated, maybe. <laughs> he said, No, I'm definitely going to the works. So I was like, You're not going. And he ended up, yeah, making it all happen. These guys loaded up their van and drove out. And uh, it's been fun. We've been riding for three days. We rode uh, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, and Friday. Over at St. Hollow, and then we're over here this morning, so it's been a blast. Put it on your calendar next year for Preston, it's Preston, Idaho. It's going to be a double header, so it should be a lot of fun. As long as it clears uh, our GNCC schedule, I'd love to do So we're three, three hours away from the old stops. You know what that's That's awesome. Gentlemen, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you for coming to the West Coast. You know that we love you guys, and we thank you for coming because you're adding validity to our West Coast Series, the World Off-Road Championship Series. Thank you again so much, and good luck tomorrow. If there's anything you need, we're always here for you. Thank you very much, John. Thanks for having us on, Leonard. One last thing you say, adding validity to the series. The series has validity in its own merit. We have nothing to do with that, but if we can bring some East Coast eyes or some eyes from elsewhere and the people we work with, we're happy to bring like that. Maybe it's, it's an awesome series, and these guys are serious athletes. Maybe I used the wrong word. I, I just I, I wanted to make it clear that we think like it's pretty rad, and we're happy to open some more eyes in the series. Well, thank Mars with tomorrow, and have a good time. Thank you. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at atvtalkpodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. More than 33 years in the industries building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. 
Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.